Hey everyone, welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Today we're talking about what is agency in real estate. So let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Today we're talking with Joe Brown, the marketing director and also a licensed real estate agent here in Tucson, Arizona. My name is Tom Krieger. I'm the lead of the TJK team. Joe, agency. Yeah. A lot of people like, you know, what how important is that really? Now, for new home buyers, it's yep. extremely important that we get them to understand. And even seasoned buyers sometimes I think get kind of caught up in what agency is. Okay, so yep. let's talk about agency. First of all, how many agencies are there? Boy, <laughs> yeah, there's there's more than you think. Yeah. Um, so even today we're talking about five different agencies. Okay. Um and and so like you got to hire us, right? You got as a real estate agent, you have to hire us. Yep. You sign some paperwork and it's outlining what we are going to do for you as far as our job and our duties to you, our fiduciary duties. Okay. And I, I think the most basic one to start with, and I like to work with a lot of buyers, is buyer agency. Okay. What you're doing with buyer agency is when you sign the paper, you're hiring me to go show you properties and do investigate properties for you and write a contract based on me representing you as a buyer and negotiating for you as a buyer for the other agent who is representing the seller. So I can, once we get under contract on a property that we find, I can negotiate, I can uh, find some help find some things that maybe are materially wrong with the home, negotiate that price down and uh, do my accounting on the, the paperwork end of it and make sure that you're covered legally as we move forward. Uh -huh. And within Arizona, we do have a limited um, legalese writing capability within the contract. Um, and that's, that's where we have to be careful because it could get litigious. So that's, that's where having someone who is seasoned uh, as an agent represent you there. On the other end is the seller agency. Okay. So that's where I, who I would be calling up and arguing with on saying, hey, you got to help my buyers out here because, you know, the roof needs to get replaced. Well, the seller, the seller agent who they signed a, an agreement, a listing agreement with. So the seller signed an agreement with the, with the selling or the listing agent. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're legally bound in an employment contract and he is only representing the best interests of the seller. Okay. So they're going to be on the other end going, well, there isn't that much wrong with the roof where I'm going, the entire roof needs to get replaced, you know, and now we, we try to negotiate only the safety issues. Right. We don't want to negotiate the, well, there was a paint spec missing on the, that really doesn't matter to the uh, comfortability living in the home. Now, if there was a massive leak happening, that, that could be a, a big issue with mold, with uh, structural integrity of the home. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Lots of, lots of bad things. Uh, but the, the seller, the seller's agent is on the other end trying to protect him and his egg and his best interests. Um, so if you are listing your home, it's very important in my mind because you wouldn't understand as just a, a regular Joe on the street. My name's Joe, by the way, but I'm an irregular Joe. 
Um, so you wouldn't know how to negotiate those things against an agent who is who is bringing all of these issues towards you or, or uh, throwing all of this legalese at you and understanding the market better than you do because that's, that's what we're in every single day is, you know, we, we dive into understanding what's happening. Then there's the other end. And uh, I've heard it described as the uh, strawberry Sunday, is okay. the, the dual agency. Okay. You know, um, so you have one agent representing both sides. There, there might be an inherent conflict of interest, potentially, if he sh- if the agent shades he or she shades towards one end or the other, they have to make sure to stay absolutely neutral when negotiating and, and bringing up issues to both sides. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there, Joe. I've yeah. got like 13 questions right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so number one, buyer agency. Yep. Number two, seller agency. And number three was dual agency. Dual agency, right? correct. Buyer agency specifically rec- represents the buyer and the buyer's best interest. Right. The seller agent represents specifically the seller and the seller's best interest. And a dual agency is where you represent both best interests, but not really. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's the strawberry Sunday, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right. So l- allow me to ask a couple of things. If yeah. I'm yeah. if I'm the buyer, mm-hmm. why can't I just have you show me the house? Why do I have to have you be my agent? Why can't I just have you show me the house? Because I don't pay you any money, right? As the buyer. Yeah. The, uh, the seller pays you the buy, pays the selling agent or the listing agent the money. And then the listing agent agrees to cooperate with an agent who brings a buyer in. Yep. So you're getting paid. Why do I have to marry myself to you? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is what's called a co-op fee. Okay. And, and uh, generally kind of an industry standard is, is 6% is what is coming out of the entire sale of the home. All right, but we understand here this is going to be a federal government thing. Yes. Commissions are not universal. No. They are negotiable. Yes. We can go to seven, eight, or nine, or four, three, and two. Yes. And, and there are different levels of service to those. Correct. We, we need to Yeah, we be get sure. what you pay for. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you could kind of think of them as different products almost. Right. You know, you're in it. We're you know not trying to guide anyone anywhere. Um, there there is an industry uh, sort of quote quote standard that that um, it's customary. It's customary, yeah. And it's there's nothing set in stone with that. Right. Um, now to get back to your your point, uh, occasionally there is a broker fee uh, with a buyer, so they they might pay a small fee to to have like paper processing and and things like this. Um, now they're not paying us the three percent that is coming out of us bringing the, the cooperation of us bringing the buyer into the home and paying them the money. So that's what that cooperation fee is. We're not necessarily being directed by the seller to be like, we're paying you this money. It's a cooperation fee. Okay. And so I think that's how it should be understood. Hey, everyone, we want to yeah. interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so could it be stated that the agent who represents the seller is willing to pay you a fee for going to work to find a buyer and then to do all the paperwork and to do all the following up and all the inspection. And basically they're hiring you under almost like a subcontract, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that we're not explicitly working for them. So, so the question I'm gonna have here, because yeah. remember, I have 42 years experience <laughs> in this. Sure. If you don't have a buyer agency mm -hmm. signed with the buyer, yeah. and I'm in essence hiring you to go find that buyer, yeah. and I'm paying you for it, would it not be assumed that your loyalty should be to my client. Well, in a sub-agency yeah. type of position. If there is not a contract of employment signed between the buyer's agent and the buyer, yes, there, there, there's a sub-agency where you're effectively, the seller has two agents working for him. Right, and so then in that case, if the buyer doesn't hire you under a buyer agency, yeah then aren't you obligated to work for the seller's best interest and not the buyer's best interest? It would seem that way. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, the, so all the more reason yeah. for agents to have a contract that says, I am specifically working for this buyer and you are offering to pay somebody for some labor. Yep. And so I'm entering into a labor contract, not a representation contract, right? Yeah. Otherwise, without the buyer agency to you, it would be presumed because you're getting paid from the seller and there is no uh, agency relationship with the buyer that you would have a sub-agency relationship with the seller. Yeah. I know that's a lot of jargon, but that's very important for people to understand. Yes. Technically, as agents, we get paid from our broker, but as a broker-to-broker right. broker interaction, right. yes. Yep. Yeah, we have, to, we have to, I think, understand this and, and where we're coming from, like, oh, you're a buyer and you get to do this for free. You know, you get to not pay us, basically, to, to hire us. That is true in a sense. It's still coming out of the, the proceeds that you're giving yeah. to the seller <laughs> to yeah. buy the home, you know? So it, it, it's a, a big cooperation ostensibly yep. between both the seller, the seller's agent, the buyer and the buyer's agent. Right. So that's kind of how that works. And, and if they are not signing an employment contract, they're what's known or, or just going into it without any employment contract, no agents, no nothing, not the agent, forget about the agent who forgot to get an employment contract signed. Right. No one is there. It's just the buyer trying to go buy a home. That is an unrepresented buyer. We never ever recommend you do this because do you understand anything about the neighborhood, anything about housing, anything about the market? There are lots of factors that are in play. Uh, even the process of purchasing a home and the in within Arizona as an agent, we have all of these legal forms to protect both buyer and seller. So when you fill these out, you have legal protections that are basically included in, in your employment contract as you hire us. So the, I think the biggest example of an unrepresented buyer is when you go to a new home construction site. Oh. <laughs> you go in and you talk to the very friendly, really personable site agent, 
And as soon as you go in there and sign in, you could be signing away your rights to representation on this new build. So be aware that those site agents are not working for you. Correct. They're going to be friendly. They're going to be great. They might be great to work with. They're a salesperson. They're a salesperson, and they have a legal obligation to their employer, who is the builder. Correct. So they're going in unrepresented. They're signing away what could be a, some big issues. You and I work a lot with new new construction. Yes, we do. And the, our buyers understand the importance when we walk on site with them. Yeah. They they know we know what we're looking for. We know the the process to it. We have recommendations that they will never think of and will never be suggested to them by the site agent. Yep. So, Joe, I want to touch on that because we are in unprecedented times, right? Where it comes that there's not enough inventory on the market and builders are only releasing a few lots here and a few lots there. And basically, they present their contract. You don't sign a state contract. It's a builder's contract. And you go through it, and they go through it rather fast. They don't sit down and spend time. And a lot of it is language that's just general boilerplate language. Some of it's specific. Understanding that, for instance, in Tucson, um, the builder can force you to buy the house if they get what is known as a certificate of occupancy, right? Mm-hmm. Those certificate of occupancies sometimes are just given out like a paper stamp. Nobody goes and looks at the house. Yeah. If you're being represented by an agent and the agent sees, well, there's no stove in there and there's no microwave in there, right? Yeah. You can go back to the builder as the agent who represents the buyer and say, you know what? We're not closing because we don't have that. Well, we got a certificate of occupancy. That's okay. We're going to get the building inspector and bringing them back here. Yep. Because in order to get a certificate of occupancy, certain things need to be done. Yep. Now, again, we reach a lot of people on our podcast. So some areas of the country are going to be different than here in Tucson. I'm speaking just to Tucson. But also then there's the aspect is that, okay, you get a certificate of occupancy. You can get into the house, right? But maybe there's concrete splattering on the windows, the doors are a little bit kittywampus. There's nicks and all that all over, yep. right? You as the agent representing the buyer can take the home inspection, which most people don't realize they can have a home inspection before they close. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. And then take that to the builder and what? Yeah, get them, get them repaired, get them fixed. Now, you know, the biggest thing I think that, that people miss on this is that they get the promise from the builder. Yeah, we're going to fix this stuff. Don't worry. We're going to fix it. Just sign here. Just sign here. <laughs> you know, and after they sign here, it goes to another division yeah. where it takes months. Yeah. Harry Houdini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't, it moves from the builder division out to the, you know, the, the more of the uh, long-term service. Sus- yeah, yeah. Customer, customer service. service division. Yeah. Exactly. So there's some big things that you have to understand and timelines you have to understand. I recommend a uh, an inspection before the drywall goes up. Yep. I, I usually recommend two. Whether or not the 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 buyer does it is up to them because right. it does cost money. Yeah, it does. You know, so it is a, a pre drywall inspection to check the studs and check the foundation before it gets covered up right. with drywall and with with uh, tile or carpeting. Right. 
your flooring. And then one after it is completed, uh, which what I call the, the blue tape, it's the new orientation walkthrough, yes. a new home orientation walkthrough. Uh, so, and that, and that's the second one that I'd recommend for them. And, and there are some inspectors who will, uh, give a discount, but that's a, a def, a it's a negotiating and your real estate agent should be able <laughs> exactly, to do it for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then the other big one is before you're generally uh, home built, new home builders will give you a one year warranty. Correct. And at the 10 month mark, go get another home inspection done and, and get the laundry list filled out to hand to the builder and submit it before your, your year yeah. quote, quote bumper to bumper is, yeah. is up. Yeah. And it's, and, it, and when you use an agent to represent you, that's the agent's job is to make sure all this stuff gets done in the timely manner. They can't represent yeah you, and I mean represent you as being you, but they can represent your best interest and say, okay, now go into your, a lot of, a lot of builders now have portals. Yep. So you go into the portals and you fill this out. Yep. Um, when you're doing this by yourself and, and you haven't done this before, even if you've done it once, but it's been 10 or 15 years ago, you forget the nuances, yep. things are changing fast. Yes. And being aware of what's custom in an area mm -hmm. is very, very important. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and some buyers I think should be aware that some, and builders still pay a lot of the time, uh, the agent's commission. Correct. To bring the buyer in. That is not always the case the buyer can, or the builder can still say, your buyer needs to pay you your commission. Correct. So uh, just understand that as you're going in to, to purchase a new home, that, that that may be the case. And a seasoned, uh, a seasoned agent that you hire will be able to tell you all of this and, and potentially negotiate uh, what needs to be negotiated. Yeah. And we don't see in, in our previous podcast, when we talked about the pressure on the housing market, we don't see the slowing down as far as the demand for housing. So we may be stuck with these types of um, unwilling builders to do the things they're supposed to do uh, and having a real estate agent to fight for you to get everything done is really important. So, yes. so agency sign uh, an employment contract with your agent. Yes, whether they're selling your house, helping you buy a house, or negotiating on a build contract, yes. be represented. You don't really want to go into a divorce with the same attorney, right? Yes. Or no attorney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. no, yeah. All right, with that, everyone, thanks a lot for listening uh, to us here at the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Next week, listen to the new podcast because this is going to be an awesome one. It's about rental and single family housing crisis here in the United States. Until then, have a great day. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.